Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. On Wichita's number one sports radio, 97.5 and 1240 KFH. He's got all the insight on what you want to know and maybe some of what you don't want to know. Here's K-State insider Tim Fitzgerald. Ooh, got a little sandstorm in the air here, Fitz. Uh, a really nice opening week to get things going. Of course, KFH now is where you hear K-State athletics. That was a good way to get things uh, started. I, it, I, I've, I said this earlier in the week. I'm not sure that you could have scripted it better for optimism right now in Manhattan than what we saw in that opener against SEMO. That's a really good point. I mean, I think everything went as planned for Chris Kleiman and his coaching staff. They played a lot of players. Uh, they saw a lot of you know true freshmen get on the field. Um, yeah, I think they accomplished a lot in that game, more than just winning they got to get a look at their depth and, and where they're at, and I think they feel pretty good about it. How about, you know, let's start with Will Howard. Obviously, we know that, you know, he set some records and, and was basically did what we wanted him to do in that opening game. Didn't play the entire game, and I know we're going to talk about Avery Johnson here after a bit, but just, you know, from the, the small sample size we saw from Will Howard in that opening game, any, any major takeaways from uh, his play? Uh, no, I thought it was pretty on course for where he's been. Uh, he had the one turnover when he got, you know, an lineman whiffed on a block and got him hit right as he released the ball. So that doesn't really hang on him totally. But, um, you know, I thought he was really efficient throughout the game. You give Will Howard a fairly clean pocket, he's going to find a receiver. And even if the pocket isn't clean, we saw him move around a little bit and, and avoid some rushes and get the ball out of his hand. So uh, he's very confident. The team's very confident in him. Um, and, uh, you know, any time you have a passing touchdown, rushing touchdown, or receiving touchdown in the first half, you probably had a pretty decent game. I think that's, you know, I don't want to, you know, we'll, we'll talk just a little bit more about Simo and then look at Detroit. Uh, you know, we, we saw what we needed to out of the backfield. Makes everybody feel good. R.J. Garcia was as advertised, so you feel good there. And then in the second half, we got Avery Johnson. A little surprising 
But do we need to look into this in any other way other than, you know, no worry about a red shirt that's not even on the table and they're trying to get him ready for him to be a, a factor this year and he ain't going to be there five years anyway. Like, are you looking into that at all? I, to me, it tells me red shirt's not no. on the table at all. No, I, 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 I think it is. I think they use this game to get a good look. Now, how he performed might have removed the red shirt from the season and that they want to get him involved. Um, I, I don't know where they're headed with Avery Johnson, but I think we all saw great potential, great promise uh, in his debut and uh, you know, the ability to move around. He's really mobile. He's supposedly the third fastest guy on the team. We saw him throw the ball downfield. Uh, yeah, he's he's got a little bit of everything, and they got a good look at it. Um, but he was still an oar on the depth chart with Jake Rubley. And my, my guess would be if they get away and – and uh, they start playing pretty good football. We'll see some Jake Rubley this week. Or if, you know, Will Howard's helmet pops off, they need to run someone on, it'll be Jake Rubley. So uh, I think they're still kind of code number twos, but they are in far different spots. I don't think there's any doubt right now, um, unless Jake Rubley really ups his game, that um, they know the quarterback of the future, and his name's Avery Johnson. Yeah, Fitz, I had this thought watching Avery Johnson in the second half last week, and I just I kept thinking, you know, from what he can do and watching his abilities and his talent level that we've known for a long time, but but seeing it in action with the Wildcats, I just thought, man, there's going to be opportunities in October into November where the Wildcats are going to need his skill set out on the field. And it doesn't take anything yeah. away from Will Howard at all and what he does. But to me, it just it kind of became crystal clear in just the opening matchup against SEMO, watching Avery Johnson. I thought, man, that there's got to be a strategy in place or being formed with a package of plays or something with Avery Johnson that you know they, Chris Kleiman and Colin Klein feel like he can help them out when push comes to shove in a big 12 game when it matters the most. Yeah, you're exactly right. And, you know, I, I think a lot of people shy away from the two quarterback system, but it's really not. It's, it's a way to enable one of the best athletes on the team to get involved in your offense. Uh, and, you know, that's not just playing a second quarterback to play a second quarterback. You're, you're playing a kid because he's an extremely talented multiversal athlete and that's exactly what they probably would design for Avery I think if you you know want to call it the wildcat or whatever I mean like I said they also put on film that Will Howard can catch the ball so um, you know he becomes a more legitimate receiver out there when they put Avery on the field we'll see how it plays out we'll see if K-State gets away from Troy what happens um, and you know if I'm right they'll put Rubley in this week or if they go to back to Avery I think you guys are right. They're, they're not looking to redshirt. They're getting them ready to play as much as possible. I mean, Fitz, let's be real. Avery Johnson ain't going to be in Manhattan for five years. Not if he builds off of what he showed. I mean, if he takes a big step back or gets injured or, yeah. That's but true. if he, But if, if that happens, healthy, if that happens, the redshirt's determined without, that's not a decision to be know. made. It'll make itself. That's exactly it, and Chris Kleiman's brought that up. And, you know, any more with the transfer portal and and that kind of stuff, you don't know how long kids going to be around. But also, there's so many injuries in college football. Just let them play. If they're good enough to play, um, you know, put them out there on the field. And I think 
you know, he's by far the only freshman um, that is in, in that group. And I've got a couple linebackers that they probably can't redshirt and some other guys running around because this was a really good incoming freshman class. So, uh, But I, I think they're to the point now, just let them play and it'll sort itself out. They're not good enough to, to help in enough games. They'll play four or fewer games in redshirt. And if they are, you know, you just saved a red shirt for if there happens to be a catastrophic injury down the line. What was your takeaway, Fitz, on the running game? DJ Giddens averaged over eight yards a carry. He rushed for 128 yards. Treshawn Ward got into the end zone, so kind of that timeshare that we had talked about. Uh, but just overall, the, kind of the two-headed monster running the football for K-State. Any big takeaways from that? That's going to be effective. I mean... Um, I think I think they left it pretty generic last week. Um, while they seemed to open up the passing game a little bit, heck, they had a throwback to the quarterback. Um, running seemed pretty, you know, predictable in how they went about it. And DJ Giddens was really good at it. And he got more opportunities. I think we'll see more of Trayshawn Ward and maybe a little bit more of what he can do in this game. I think they kept some things back to, you know, put it out there on the field later down the road. But I think they're in good shape. They feel good about it, um, and I I really liked what I saw from the two guys. Are they Deuce Vaughn? No, but you know they they scored forty five points and moved the ball pretty well. So it's uh, you know, it's a lot of promise to that running game with those two guys back there. They did it against Semo Fitz. Tim Fitzgerald, publisher, GoPowerCat.com. You can find him on social media at Life of Fitz. They did it against Semo. Troy's going to be better than Semo. I don't think there's any question about Much. that. Probably a lot better yeah. than Semo. So. You know, as we got that one out of the way, everything was, you know, all roses and sunshine and all these, you know, wonderful things happen. What are we expecting out of Troy? Because as I understand it, they are a significant step up from SEMO. They really are. I mean, they're the Sunbelt champs. I have a great deal of respect for how the Sunbelt plays football, their brand of football. Very athletic um, conference. They're going to bring in some dudes. Um and a lot of confidence because they know how to win. They've won a lot on the road. Uh, yeah, they had maybe a little bit more problems with Stephen F. Austin last weekend than what we thought, but they ended up with a fairly comfortable victory. Uh, they'll come in with a great identity, uh, a great sense of self-purpose, and that they're good enough to win this game because they are. I don't know if they're as good as Tulane turned out to be last year, but as our Ryan Wallace at Go Power Cat pointed out, they might be a little bit more like Nevada from a few years ago when they come in as one of the Mountain West picks and, and absolutely get throttled. So we'll see um, how good Troy is in a competitive situation coming into what should be a really, really fun environment on Saturday with that 11 a.m. kick. So Fitz, I was kind of surprised when I saw this on the on the broadcast uh, over the weekend with against SEMO. I didn't realize that uh, Mel Kuyper, I believe, has Ben Sennett as like his third overall tight end on his big board for the NFL draft. Uh, you know, he, he caught five passes, 100 yards. We know that he uh, is is going to be an integral part of this offense. But I guess I didn't realize how high up he's projected uh, to be an NFL caliber tight end. What What's it going to take for him? Uh, and I know that he's already being projected at, at a high level, but what's it going to take for him to be, he probably already is one of the best tight ends in America, but to be the best tight end in America? Yeah, he's going to have to, you know, really put on display his catch-and-run ability. We know he can catch the ball. Um, he's a big physical guy. He runs good routes. Um, and he does have a high level of athletic ability. 
but, you know, I think the next step is uh, catching and, and advancing the ball, uh, you know, maybe even finding ways to score touchdowns. Uh, I, I kind of look at this as I've said this before, a mini Mahomes and Kelsey relationship between Howard and Senate, and we saw it on display in game one. I think it'll only continue to blossom. Look, if he's a tight end getting four or five catches a game, he's going to be, you know, way up the tight end charts. But he also makes tough catches, downfield catches. These are in little dink and dunks, you know, as a release valve. He's down the field. Uh, so if he continues to get into the end zone, I think that's going to really put him on the map for people. Fitz, uh, great for K-State. KU got a nice win. Not a great weekend for yeah. the Big 12 overall. Uh, what did you make of the opening weekend for the Big 12? Texas Tech with a really disappointing loss. Oh. West Virginia looks like they could be uh, no bueno this year. Baylor with maybe the most stunning loss of the first week. Texas wasn't dominant necessarily against... Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. What did you make of the Big 12 opening weekend? Now that I love college football, I mean, you you just got to go out every weekend. It doesn't matter about who your recruits were or where your rankings are. You know, you got to go play football. and we saw that across the board with the SEC losing some crucial games all all weekend. <clears throat> yeah, I, I was I was most stunned like you with Baylor. Uh, not that they just lost, but they kind of got dominated at home by Texas State. Uh, in hindsight, you know, losing to Wyoming for Tech isn't a stunner. I, I guess I'm more stunned that they were ill prepared for the game. They just didn't look like they were, you know, understanding that Wyoming's a pretty decent football program. And, look, that kind of reminds me of the Tulane game. It's like one that maybe they learned a lesson from, and they'll rally and have a really good season. Um, apparently, the Big 12 is inviting in the rejuvenated version of Colorado football. So, <clears throat> I think, you know, you can look at the TCU game two ways. That TCU lost. They played for a national championship last season and now have lost, what, three out of four. And um, But Colorado's coming into the conference next year and looks pretty good. So, uh, look, the, the four new schools in the Big 12 won. The four Pac-12 schools coming to the Big 12 won. 
Uh, and I think that's, you know, a really nice addition to the conference that uh, this is, again, going to be the most entertaining and competitive conference in all across football. Are you officially buying into Coach Prime and, and the Buffaloes program after watching that TCU game, or is it a, a good story, but we're going to see them kind of come back to earth? I think they'll come back to earth in this first season. I I think, uh, you know, they caught TCU off guard, uh, you know, that nothing was really on film. I don't know, you know, new coordinators and stuff. I don't know how much was those coordinators, how much was, you know, a mashup of what all the coaches wanted. Um, they have a really high level of athlete. Obviously, Travis Hunter might be the best athlete in college football. Um, you know, Dylan Edwards is spectacular. But Dylan Edwards is a perfect example of what I, I thought the coaches did the best in that game. He didn't play the whole game. He played – he went in to do things. They knew what their talent was and how to use that talent, um, whether it was a swing pass out of the backfield or get him into space. They did a marvelous job of playing to their skills. Now, as the season progresses, people are going to force them to play to their weaknesses. As they see more and more things that can be exploited, Colorado is going to have to answer that. And obviously, giving up that many points, they've got some questions on defense. But, boy, that they're far down the road compared to what I think most of us expected. They look uh, not really good, but really fun. I think they could be a you know a six and six level team unless they figure out how to fix those weaknesses as they go, um, and, and they can get up into that eight nine win area. But boy, that that was impressive, and, and I'm happy for Dylan Edwards. He he found the right school for him, and he's thriving out there. I'll tell you what they remind me of, Fitz. Not not in the flair, but I, I think I think it'll be a lot like KU was last year, right? Where they clearly are better than people expected. They have some really talented players, just like KU did last year with Jalen Daniels. And I think they'll get into a lot of shootouts with people, whether they win them or not, they're going to be entertaining to watch all year. That's a great comparison. There is a lot of comparisons there because it was KU's defense that, you know, caused them some issues last year. They had a really good passing game and Devin Neal at running back. I kind of like that comparison a lot. And, um, yeah, uh, I haven't looked at their Pac-12 schedule to see when the better teams start hitting their schedule, it's but be tough. Um, they'll run into tough. some challenges. Yeah, they're going to run it, and it looks like the Pac-12. You know, now that the Pac-12 is collapsing, they decided to go undefeated the first weekend. So, I guess they realized that maybe they should play better college football. It's isn't that crazy? Like I, I thought about this last week. The Pac-12 looked, this could be the best year for the Pac-12 in a long, long time. We, I, I'd, I'd heard yep. that from, I think it was Phil Steele told me that. Like, the Pac-12 is going to be great this year. Could you imagine, with all the realignment, if it had happened one year later? Like, if the Pac-12 is really fantastic this year, I think they would have been more prone to get a TV deal. Timing is insane in all of this. You're exactly right. You're exactly right. They haven't played a competitive, entertaining brand of football across the conference had too many weak teams so that means too many games that people didn't want to watch um and yeah they had this version of last year they're in a much better situation but if they had this version last year uh, the problem is that leadership probably would have thought oh we're not worth 50 million at school we're worth 80 million at school um and they would have screwed it up even further but um yeah i think it's it's good news for the big 12 that you know maybe these 
teams that they're bringing in, you know, Colorado and Arizona in particular are on the uptick. Utah's always been good. Arizona State, I'm still not very sold on. Well, yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't pay any attention to Arizona State. All right, Fitz, uh, you guys will have tons of preview content. What's up at GoPowerCat.com right now? And we got so much stuff going on. We've got a PowerCat pregame podcast. Uh, it's available now, both in podcast form or on YouTube. You can go to GoPowerCat and find both versions there. Um, we'll continue to roll out our pregame coverage uh, at GoPowerCat. We'll have the Friday walkthrough video uh, and podcast available uh, at midnight. So just a lot of stuff going. We're doing a lot of video stuff uh, this year, and, and I think people really enjoy it. But lots of written content, too, from from our staff, and it's about four, five, six pieces of content a day right now. So there's a lot of coverage at GoPowerCat. All right, we'll look forward to it. You'll, of course, hear the game early kick Saturday right here with us on KFH. Fitz, enjoy it. Uh, you know, enjoy being at home here for a little while, and we'll see if they can repeat a near-perfect performance in week one. Thank you, boys. Great to talk to you. There goes Tim Fitzgerald. You can find his work, gopowercat.com. You can find him on social media, at Life of Fitz, uh, for some great content, entertaining as always. We appreciate that. Uh, we'll have more on the Wildcats tomorrow. We'll have Wyatt Thompson in. We'll come back. We'll talk a little KU. They play tomorrow, Tommy, and some news. You just uh, unrolled as uh, there's some reporting on Jalen Daniels. We'll get to that next as we roll forward. It's all Brockton Caster. Let's give something away on the way out. Let's do, Tommy, some NHL tickets here. Uh, NHL preseason game, the ICT Ice Classic, Coyotes, Blues, Saturday, September 23rd, 7 o'clock at Interest Bank Arena. You can get some tickets right now. Jad will get the second caller hooked up on the IHOP hotline, 869-1240. We'll come back. A little KU talk next. Welcome back, everybody. Sports Daily here on KFH. Glad to be here with you on this Thursday edition. Thursday's always wild and crazy. Congratulations to Matt for winning those NHL tickets. Uh, Blues, Coyotes, enjoy it. We'll give away some HTO before the end of the show here as well, so stay tuned for the opportunity to win that. Tommy KU in the news. First of all, let's just for a second, this smoke in the air. Like, we've had, you know, wildfire smoke blow in in the past. And I know yeah. it's dangerous for like people with allergies, and, and I don't have any of that stuff. I have never in my life been as affected by the smoke in the air as I was yesterday, and I think even a little bit into this morning. And, you know, like pretty universal. Just about everybody I know, my, my throat burns a little bit. Like, it, it, it's impactful. They're going to play it. I saw a sunrise picture from Arrowhead this morning. It's red, which means there's smoke in the air. And I'm like, man, if that was hitting me yesterday like that, if that stuff doesn't clear – that's this smoke could be a factor tonight. Yeah, you and I also uh, both have been dealing with uh, illnesses the last week or yep. so, which I, I was thinking about this before the show started today. It's just a, it's a cruel joke that you and I both had colds like the the week of the, the first NFL game, right? Like we could have had it in July when there was nothing yeah. going on in the calendar, but you got it first, then I got it. Uh, I'm dealing with like just the drainage in my throat and trying to clear my throat. And then of course the smoke in the air and all of that doesn't help. And so like I'm, I'm popping like cough drops and like, you name it, like just trying to get it like out of my system because we've got football this weekend. I know. And by the way, like, I feel like the entire world is sick. Like if you just like look around 
and you just observe. <laughs> You're like, everybody looks a little bit uh, off. And, and, you know, it's the Petri dish of the fall with kids and all that stuff, I'm right. sure. But, yeah, that smoke is uh, that smoke is a factor, man. And I, I just wonder, yep. as I see that sunrise picture at Arrowhead, I'm like, I wonder if this stuff lingers. I think it's supposed to clear today. Uh, so there is some relief, but of all the days we've had the haze and we've dealt with this before on this, on these wildfires up to the Northwest, like that one yesterday was the first time I like could feel it. And I feel really bad for, for the folks that have to deal with that all the time. All right. KU tomorrow night, Tommy, uh, you know, the question's Jalen Daniels. I, they're three point favorites against Illinois. I have stayed away from this game for in large part. I, I'm not going to touch it until I know what's happening with Jalen Daniels. I probably still won't. Because even if Jalen Daniels starts at this point, how how much is he going to play? What's the latest here? Because there's been some reporting this morning on this. Yeah, so Pete Thamel from ESPN reported that Jalen Daniels is expected to play tomorrow night against Illinois. Uh, the staff, apparently, according to Thamel, has still not determined if Daniels or backup Jason Bean will actually start the game. Uh, but all week long, Lance Leipold has indicated that Jalen Daniels has got more reps than he's gotten in a long time. Uh, kind of trending towards being able to play in this game. That's important. I mean, you know, you go from playing Missouri State, you know, playing an FCS opponent to a Big Ten opponent in Illinois. Uh, and so you want to have your your starting quarterback at least ready to go to play somewhat. Uh, but again, we don't know for sure if Daniels is going to start the game, but it does sound like he's expected to at least get in there and play. But again, like, what th- this one's different, right, than Missouri State. This is a you know oh, yeah. power five opponent. I think there's more pressure for Jalen Daniels to play. This will be a really interesting test to see like that tight back. Cause again, and we've pointed this out this week too. Like it goes back. Lance Leipold mentioned that he's dealt with this before. And that's what I keep sticking on, right? Like has he dealt with this before to this severity? So he's going to just play through it and be fine or is this a bigger version of what he's dealt with in the past? And if he has, like, is he ever not going to deal with it? So I, I don't really know how to approach expectations tomorrow. Like, that. that's – I don't know whether I expect KU to win. I have no idea. And to be fair, I don't know a whole lot about Illinois. But, like, I, I just don't know how to realistically gauge what we think should happen with KU tomorrow in a game like this when – we have absolutely no idea what to expect with Jalen Daniels, whether he starts or not. Like, that's the first question, right? Does he start the game? And then the second question becomes, does he play a whole game? Can he play a whole game? I don't think, like, we keep seeing this chatter about a backup. Like, okay, well, do they come up with, like, a package of plays? Like, I I, I just don't, I, I can't get a feel for this early season KU stuff because of Jalen Daniels. I, I got nothing. My gut tells me, and I don't have any proof on this at all, my gut tells me that he starts the game uh, and that he plays the full game. And we probably see Jason Bean in there a little bit. But I would be surprised if his back situation today is any different than it was a week ago. I think the only difference is the opponent that the Jayhawks are playing. The difference between Missouri State and Illinois. Like In my mind, that's basically it. They didn't have to have him last week against Missouri State. They're going to have to have him against Illinois moving forward. So in my mind, I think all that it was, I think he's still got the same back issue. It's probably exactly the same as it's been and exactly the same as it's going to be moving forward. I just think that 
they're at a point now in the season where they, they got to have him. I mean, you, you, you play your opening FCS opponent, then you move on and you have higher quality opponents. You got to get them ready and you got to have them go. So I think that that's basically what it is. My gut tells me that again, I have no proof on that, but I think we're going to see him start. I think we're going to see him play. But if it is a back issue that lingers, how should we, how should we approach expectations for KU this year? Like, I, I know that, you know, we all have expectations. We want a middle of the pack. We want them above 500 and all these things. But, like, what if they don't have Jalen Daniels, a full version of Jalen Daniels here? Like, I, I, it, I think they will. I think they will. Because, again, like, the, the indication from what Lance Leipold has said is that this is something that Jalen Daniels has dealt with his entire career, right? And so I think, in my mind, and the way that I read between the lines on all of this and my inference uh, from what Lance Leipold is saying is that, this is nothing different than what he's had in the past. We might not have known yeah, about but it. He played in the last past, year. I, we, it's the fact that he right. didn't play that gets me a little bit against Missouri State. It would be different in my mind if he didn't play tomorrow night. Like if they held him out against a Big Ten opponent, then at that point, okay, like this might be a little bit more severe than what we thought. And no, it's probably point, a little my, bit I think different. my point is like they didn't hold him out last year. If it's the same thing as it was last year, he didn't get he didn't miss games until he hurt his shoulder. So right. That's why I'm not totally convinced that even even if he's been dealing with it for a long time. But at the very beginning of last I, season, I, don't I remember all the, the way back level. to the beginning of last season, there were questions about if it was going to be Jalen Daniels or Jason Bean. Like, who was going to be the lead guy, right? It, it's yeah. different. Like, Jalen Daniels is the guy now. He is the QB1. Well, sure. And so I think that in in the coaching staff's mind last week, it was, okay, we're playing Missouri State. We don't have to have Jalen. We can rest him. You know, we can get him ready to go for Illinois and moving forward. Let's let, let's let Jason Bean go out there and 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 lead the team. I think that's what it was. So I mean, it's a different situation now than it was a year ago at this time. I just I don't see. There's nothing to me that indicates that this is going to be a situation. It might linger throughout the season, but unless it gets substantially worse. I think we're going to see Jalen Daniels as normal as we saw him last year when he was quote unquote healthy. I hope so. I hope so. Um, but that that news did come out. We'll see on Jalen Daniels again. Reminder: They play a Friday night college game, which just absolutely drives me nuts. I don't. I don't get it. I don't understand it. It'll be a blackout though. Uh, so if you're going up there, make sure you've got some black. It will be a, a cool atmosphere and. You know, there's something, I guess, to taking the stage by yourself, but you really are limiting yourself a little bit because of high school football when you try to play these games on Friday nights. You're getting primetime um, on ESPN2, though. You've got a Big 12, that's Big right, 10 and matchup. That, I, I mean, get that's kind of cool. I, I get it nationally, um, I, I but I just play it literally any other night. I mean, I, I guess not tonight up against the NFL, but Friday night college football just – it's okay. It's all right. Then and KU will get the stage to themselves, and hopefully Jalen Daniels plays, and everything will be good, and you know, fine and dandy and wonderful and everything else. All right, let's uh, let's give something away here uh, on the way to break. Let's do some HTO. Uh, you've got uh, two free iced tea cards, more than twenty five flavors. These will be good for uh, either location in Wichita, either west at thirteenth and Tyler, east at twenty first and one twenty seventh, uh, or. They'll be good starting next Friday in Derby. Uh, there is a new Derby location opening up, and that'll grand opening will happen on the 15th, so you'll be able to use these cards there as well. 869-1240 on the IHOP hotline on the way out. Jad will get our first caller hooked up with two free iced tea cards. 
to HTO. Tommy and I will come back. We'll have more Sports Daily on this Thursday edition right after this. Daily is on KFH. All right, welcome back, everybody. It is game time tonight. You can hear Chiefs Lions on KNSS. If you want the Chiefs radio call, pregame coverage begins at 6 o'clock. You can hear the national broadcast right here on KFH at 7 o'clock. Lots of options for you. We'll have the Chris Kleiman show uh, for K-State football. That's at 6 o'clock here on KFH. So lots of different options. We'll get into that uh, a little bit more, just a little bit. Tommy, let's talk about this game. Let's start to to preview this game. Let's, you know, we attacked sort of the news items about it, which of course is some um, uh, Travis Kelsey news, which is just that he's questionable. We kind of we kind of expected that. I do again. I say this again. I do think it being questionable is a best case scenario because yesterday the Chiefs could have absolutely said out would have been one option or doubtful even. But they said questionable. And I think you're hearing some things. Again, just gut feeling I think he's going to play tonight. Um, and maybe that's me optimistically hoping he will for fantasy football's sake. I don't know. Uh, but but I do think we'll see him out there. Let's talk about this game. You know, if Kelsey's there, it obviously changes what the Chiefs do offensively. I don't think it changes what the Lions do, though. I think the Lions are going to try to establish the run. They brought in David Montgomery. I think we're going to see a lot of both Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs. I think Chelsea was right on with Gibbs as a receiver. Uh, the Lions have – it's like the worst-kept secret in the world right now on how they want to use him. And, and the reality is, Tommy, they don't really have a choice, right? Jamison Williams is suspended. Amon Ross St. Brown is a superstar but has been a little hobbled here in the preseason, and they don't have a lot of depth there. They kind of got to use, you know, Gibbs in that role a little bit. Yeah, they've really invested in Jameer Gibbs too with that draft capital, right? And well, so, sure. like, that – that's he's going to be their premier guy. I know they brought in David Montgomery and we're going to see some David Montgomery for sure, but it's the Jameer Gibbs show. Uh, and he's a talented, talented running back in a variety of different ways. And so, yeah, I think they're going to use him early. I think they're going to use him often. One of my favorite bets of the entire game is a Jameer Gibbs anytime touchdown, which is actually right now at plus 140. So you are getting plus money on that. It's not they're not it's not great value, but yeah. I think it is fairly safe that they're going to try to find a way to get him into the end zone. I think I took a bonus bet because I didn't love any of the odds on the touchdown scores. I think I threw some at Sky Moore just out of opportunity, right? And he was only plus 200. So I, yeah. I didn't love any of those, uh, quite frankly. You know, the the first touchdown is a little bit different. I'm not quite ready for that yet. But I do think, look, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to go under. I, I think it's going to go under because I think the Lions want to script it that way. And, you know, the Chiefs, I, I'm very curious in their offense, and obviously Travis Kelsey will impact this, but again, like spreading the ball out, utilizing wide receivers as running backs, all kinds of these different things. I don't know how explosive, you know, I think, look, I think the Chiefs offense is going to be phenomenal this year, but explosive well, time's got to tell on that. So I, I just think both of these teams could have long, extended-type drives that have pushed me kind of toward that under a little bit. Um, and again, it's not because I think the offenses will struggle. I don't think either offense is going to struggle. I just think the game script 
is going to lend itself to longer sustained drives than quick striking, you know, touchdown, really fast kinds of drives. On top of that, you know, I know that uh, you don't love the value and, and really neither do I on the anytime touchdown scores. However, I did build a same game parlay. It's a very, very simple same game parlay, but it's an anytime touchdown from Jameer Gibbs and an anytime touchdown from Isaiah Pacheco. And I, I like that because Pacheco is a full go. If Travis Kelsey is hobbled, I think we're going to see Pacheco carry the ball quite a bit and try to get into the end zone. So if you combine both of those anytime touchdown scores, you do get plus 370 on that, which I do like that a lot. Uh, and so I did build that very simple same game parlay. It's just a, a two leg parlay. I'm not trying to go crazy on this or anything. I do like that value with that because I think that the, the, the Lions are going to want to feature Jameer Gibbs and the Chiefs may not have a choice but to feed Isaiah Pacheco pretty often also in this game. I, I think David Montgomery's rushing over is interesting too. Um, I, I don't think they brought him in for nothing. I, I Look, I think the Lions are, are interesting. They, they've got... It, it was, you know, scoring all those points and stuff last year, but and this is why I don't know if I believe in them whole I, I think offensively and stylistically, they want to run the ball and they want to feature running backs, even after trading away DeAndre Swift. However, I just don't know if their defense is gonna be you know, gonna be able to let them do that. And that's the big question I have with the Lions and why I have such a hard time predicting the same amount of success some people have is because I just don't buy their defense. And, you know, it's going to be better than it was a year ago, but especially early in the year because it was, it was one of the worst ever. I like the Chiefs to cover tonight, Tommy, whether it's at, you know, four and a half where we've seen it, six and a half where it was kind of outright. I do like the Chiefs to cover. Um, I think this is be one of the few opportunities you get the Chiefs within a touchdown this year. They're not a great covering. They're they're not a great betting team, Tommy. Like in the last couple of years, they don't cover a lot because it's skewed a little bit. But I think this is one of the few opportunities you can get them without such a big number. And so I am going to take the Chiefs to cover tonight. I'm going to go on the record right now, and we'll we'll revisit this tomorrow to see how it all turns out. I think the Chiefs win by double digits. I think they win by ten or more in this game. Even if Kelsey doesn't about go. It. Yep, I've talked about it before. I, I fully am not on board with the Lions. In fact, we talked about it yesterday. I've got the Lions to miss the playoffs. Again, I don't think that they're a bad football team. I just don't think they're as great as, as everybody has wanted to pile on that they are during this offseason. There's been a lot of distractions in the narrative for Kansas City in this offseason, whether it's Chris Jones or now Travis Kelsey. A lot of, lot of drama, a lot of distractions. But the one thing that stays the same that's the constant is Patrick Mahomes and what he does in opening regular season games. He's been outstanding in every single opening game in the regular season during his entire career. I think the Chiefs win by 10 or more. So I've got them to cover. I, I was perfectly fine with having them to cover at six and a half. Also, now that the line has dropped to four and a half, man, jump on board that all day long. I'm with you. I, I have them there. I, the, the one thing that's interesting, because Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid with extra time to prepare and all those things has been just so lethal, the Travis Kelsey factor, because you know the, those things that they script in and game plan and why they're so lethal all changed two days before the game. So a lot of that you know scripting and getting prepared is going to change. The timing on the Kelsey thing is what's interesting, 
had this happened early or if he was you know continuously nursing something they knew about but they weren't prepared to have to deal with this before about 36 hours ago or whatever the amount of time is so that does change what they've right. been preparing for which and, which and is a little bit of a factor here's the other thing from a betting perspective that I'm going to do is if you teased up the spread back to where it originally was at minus six and a half, you're going to get plus money on the chiefs, you know, four and a half to six and a half. I mean, you're still within that range of between a field goal and a touchdown. So I feel like those two points, you could easily tease that back up to minus six and a half, still be under that touchdown and get plus money on the chiefs. Well, I mean, if you didn't double digits, tease it up to nine and a half. Well, true. But I mean, I, I think that if you want to be, if you w- at least want to get it back to where it originally was, you're going to get plus money at that point and beyond. I mean, you could tease it all the way up to nine and a half and get you know better value that way. Uh, but I, if you want to at least get it back to where it was before, like right now, I'm looking on DraftKings plus one seventeen for the Chiefs minus six and a half. It is uh, the Lions have a lot to play for here, and they have a coach that loves the emotion of the game it feels like right with Dan Campbell I I do think that the Lions will have their hair on fire now whether they're talented enough for that to be a big factor that's I think that's the question with the Lions but emotionally I think that they are going to be jacked for this game that they they you know nobody in the world would have thought they would have been on this stage tonight right in the NFL season opener we've got the Detroit Lions the only time the Lions have gotten the stage historically in recent years is when they get to go get shelled on Thanksgiving because they get a game on Thanksgiving right like this is an opportunity for a franchise that has deserved better than it's gotten and and I think that they know that I think Dan Campbell has a good understanding of that and I think he's an old school guy that's absolutely going to stick that right up on the bulletin board and have his guys so fired up that that, that and, not, and I'm again I'm taking the Chiefs. I don't I don't think it's going to decide the game. That's why I would be a little hesitant on like a double digit win because I do think in the emotional world the Lions have an opportunity that they haven't had in a long long time, and I do think they'll take advantage of that. And I and I'm just you know. I think they're it, – it's not all that – with Dan Campbell, we see the emotion and we see that stuff, and that's what we love about him. But they were they – were, they, they played really well down the stretch last year. They're well-prepared. They executed all those things that, you know, at the end of the day, that's what's going to get you where you need to go. I'm not totally in on the Lions this year just on the roster itself, uh, but I do think that they'll step up to the moment, and we'll get a good game tonight. We almost always do, right? We almost always get good games in these openers. Um I can't wait. I cannot wait for this game. This has felt like a really long off season, especially if you're a Chiefs fan, as you've had like this Chris Jones thing lingering. Like at some point, you finally get to say enough. Let's play. And by the way, uh, I guess we're hearing that Chris Jones will be there in some capacity tonight. Yeah. So Anthony Sherman was on a local radio in Kansas City, and he said that Chris Jones will be at the stadium in street clothes. Uh, so I don't, I mean, obviously the banner ceremony is happening. That's probably why he's there. Uh, I don't know what kind of distraction that's going to be. I'm not sure what the teammates are going to think about that, that he's there in street clothes and not playing, His teammates will be but happy that's the there. report. His teammates will so? be happy I mean, he's there. You could easily they throw might on get pads angry and go out there if, and play. If, if, you know, if, 
David Montgomery has 150 rushing yards. Yeah. They might feel a little different after the game, but I, I, you know, I think they'll be happy to see him before. It's an interesting situation. I, I hope it works itself out because I hate it because I love the player and I love his role in the franchise and the locker room and all of these things and I hate that it's it's happening. It's just it's annoying, is what it is. As a fan, right? I get it. You handle your business, do whatever you want. Even though I think he's making a bad decision. Eight six nine twelve forty is the IHOP hotline. Congratulations to Jared for winning some HTO. Matt won some NHL tickets today. Michael won some movie tickets to Expendables Four. Uh, all kinds of giveaways will continue that on the show tomorrow. We're going to have Wyatt Thompson, the voice of the K-State Wildcats, come in. We're going to have Matt Henderson to talk a little high school football from Ketchik, Kansas. Excited about that. And we're going to make picks. Uh, we've been working this uh, for a couple of days now. We are going to have Paul Savage back in on Fridays to make some picks. Uh, I believe Paul is our defending pick champion, which is uh, you know had me losing sleep all off season. So we're going to take that title back from Paulie. Uh, but we'll have that tomorrow as well. Jam-packed Thursdays and Fridays. Cannot wait for the fall. Cannot wait for football season. So happy it's here. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll tell you what's on tap on the networks today. It is a busy night on the networks. We'll get that recapped for you and put a bow on this Thursday edition. Albrock, Caster, Jad Chambers producing at Sports Daily, and we'll be right back. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.